So let's 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 get into the show, man. Cause this I, I promise y'all, this has been this is we always have a great time here. This literally us before the show, for those of you who don't know, before the show every week, when we are when we get to rolling and uh when we get to rolling and we just get to planning out the show, that's when we catch up on each other's lives and just talk about what we're doing. And and I have never enjoyed as thoroughly as I have this week. <laughs> Um, so so we got to get into this show, and I don't even want to. I really wish we could just vibe for an hour and just talk about life, <laughs> but we might get kicked off Twitch. Yeah, we so got some dirty I'll, laundry. We can't, we can't air, man. <laughs> we we also got a sub badges if uh people decide to start subscribing. Um, it's not forced, but it is um recommended if you want to help out. Hey, we also we got emotes on the way as well. So. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. If y'all want to go ahead and sub, you know what I mean? Hey, whoever. I mean, you know, whoever want to be the big king, queen, or what would a non-binary ruler be called? An overlord, I guess? Uh, I mean... A bit person. Exactly. If you want to be the, the bit person, you know what I mean? I, we ain't got no regrets for that, you know what I mean? Hey, we man, I, I, was, hey. I was I was told uh, by a viewer I was non-inclusive because I didn't have a yes, they emo. So, you know, we got to take care of everybody, man. And you know what? And that's what I'm saying. We trying to include everybody. We see mama in the chat. Hey, how you doing, mama? How you doing? Um, but anywho... We, we got a, a pretty jam-packed show today. We got a lot of things going on as far as, you know, we got the the huge trade that uh, is making Russ a Laker now. We have free agency happening, and we have folks who are looking towards changing conferences. <sighs> I'm tired Ooh, of We forgot the draft. We forgot about the draft, Loki. Oh, we obviously going to get the winners and losers of the draft in here. Right. I, I don't know why we left that off the rundown, but we're going to get the winners and losers of the draft in here. So that's what we got on the table for the day. I hope that everybody's excited because I'm excited. Like I said, this was pre-production was, was everything that I wished it to be plus. some. so we got to get in. Uh, we got to get in this, uh, a great show for y'all today as far as that goes. So before we get into the show, okay, before we get into the show, we talked about this off air a little bit. If y'all had to pick one sport out of all the Olympic sports, summer and winter, you got four years to train for it. You get fifty million if you medal. Which one are you taking? I'm gonna start with you, Josh. Um, so I was looking at the list, and I was trying to think of it from two things. I was trying to think of stuff that I already had experience in, and I was also trying to think of things that um, have like if you gave me four years to just train consistently, and I didn't have to worry about outside things or a job or anything like that, what would work for me? Uh, the two I landed on is cycling and judo. Um, the reason I went with cycling is because I know some people dedicate their entire life to a certain sport or whatever the case may be. But at the same time, I feel like regardless of like, I don't think it's really any techniques out there that would make you an elite cycler over anybody else. I think it's just a matter of like stamina and, and training. And I think that's something you could definitely attain over a four year period. And then I went with judo as well, just because I have mixed martial arts experience and I have more striking. I have more grappling experience than I do striking, which is why I pick something like judo over a boxing or a karate or something like that. Word, word, word. Chris, what, what would you go with, man? Would baseball be your thing? I know you played baseball D1. No, no, but. It'll probably be skiing because, I mean, listen, I've been skiing four times this year and I already already can go to the top of most most mountains. I already can. And I already been four times. So to me, if I could just focus on that for day and, day and night if I wanted to and not worry about paying bills or nothing, 
That might be something I could do. Um, then the next thing is beach handball. There's some people on beach handball. I was like, you know, even though I'm out of shape, no, nah, I ain't. I ain't really played nothing competitive in some years. I honestly, honestly think I could do that. Like it was one of them sports. Like he not that good. He not like that. It was some guys of my body type, little little belly. You know what I mean? Little little face fat. Little they had the garlic belly going. Yeah, yeah, it was like you know what? You, you just drink beers and you're just good at this. You one of them guys that's just good at this. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to y'all, man. My, it's, it's dependent on one thing, whether or not like I would have to actually make a roster or whether or not it's like, oh, I'm in this challenge, so like they're going to put me on the roster. Because if, if I make the roster automatically, sign me up for basketball, bro. Like, America's lost five games ever in this thing. Ever. Their worst finish ever was a bronze in 04, if I'm correct, right? Like, that was the worst one, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the worst one. Put me on the team, bro. Put me on the team. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, that's good stuff, dang. Good stuff. I'm telling you, my bitch mob celebrations would be immaculate, bro, for 50 million. But if I had to do stuff, I guess weightlifting would probably Wow. Be. But anywho, we've talked about, oh, what's up, North? We see you in the chat, North. But anywho, we see all of, uh, we talked about all of what we got for the rundown already. So we just going to hop straight into this thing. We just wanted to give y'all some time to get here. Are y'all ready to get into this show? Yes, indeed. Yes, Sir. indeed. All right. Hey, well, we- hey, hey, hold on. I got to say this before you start, Gibbs. PJ Tucker leaving the books to go to the Heat for $15 million. Oh, my God. Oh, man, keep it going. Keep it going. We didn't talk about it later. We didn't talk PJ Tucker. Like how many years? Two. <sighs> okay. Not good. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. Um, we got the master, the mix of master in the building, Josh Guyton. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, weekend was cool. Um, didn't get as much work as I wanted to done, but you know, it was a, it was a fun weekend. Went out and saw the uh, wrestling show that was here yesterday. Um, and then, you know, today, when you have a cool weekend, you got to clock back into work. It just mess your whole mood up. But the weekend was straight, man. Yeah, my, my nephew Colton went out there with his father. Shout out to uh, Colton and, and Taran for going out to that same uh, wrestling event. I, it's so beautiful to see when kids are like into wrestling and all that. And I'm like, it used to be like, when you see kids in wrestling, you was like, oh God, I hope he grow out of it. Cause like, it's not really like, the community just ain't there for real for that. Man, but now that it's different. My... It's different now. It's cool now. It's, it's like cool. Yo, my, my oldest niece, when she seen John Cena yesterday, I thought she was about to combust, bro. Like <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's different. It's different. Remember, when we were teenagers, wrestling was like at an all-time low. Like, nobody yeah. was like... It was weird if you was like, hey, bro, I, I, I went to SummerSlam. Even me, I was the hugest wrestling fan in the world, and I didn't even watch when I was a teenager. Yeah, I, I never really came back, but now that I'm seeing like, oh, people enjoy this, and it's cool. Mainly, I want to get a, a, a partner one day, husband, wife, and different. I don't care. Just, just somebody. You know what I mean? I don't want to be that awkward. <laughs> Anywho, Chris, the money man, the man with the plan, Chris Allen. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. My weekend was chill. My day at work was crazy today. I went to Six Flags yesterday, so I was tired, man. I was tired. I went to Six Flags. What, what does a crazy day at work look like for an engineer? Like, what does that... <laughs> well, I mean... No, like, no, no joking. Like, seriously, what does that look like? Okay, so I came in today, you know... I work in a plant, so we make we, right. we make plastic injected parts for cars, mm-hmm. automobiles. So today, on Mondays, since the plant may close Saturday and Sunday, you're doing startups for the machines. So right. 
as a, as an engineer, I deal with a lot of automation, the process of making the parts. And if mm. it's a bunch of stuff wrong with the startup of the machine, it's a lot of tweaking and stuff you got to do to try to get the machine running because we need parts for orders this week, next week, the week after. So, you know what I mean? So I had to take some robots apart, put some trays in, take some screws apart, conveyors. Uh, you know, it's just a bunch of... It, you know what? In my mind, I imagine like you walked into a bunch of stuff that just broke. <laughs> like a bunch of just broke stuff no, laying around. No, no, no. I imagine you walked in it was just a whole bunch of like conveyor belts moving at hyper speeds. It was just parts <laughs> flying off. <laughs> no, no, no. Like like today, we got something called... I ain't gonna get into detail, but we got, we got a system that wasn't coming online. So we had to adjust the process to make sure the parts was passing our, our camera system and then it also was a conveyor issue so it was just stuff like that word 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 I'm, I'm not even gonna lie to you bro I'm, my weekend was chill man I ain't really do too much um, uh, just taking care of the sickly and whatnot and and uh, other than that man I, I've been I've been chilling I'm, I'm not even gonna lie to you bro this is my job I literally like work for two hours a day and I'm like alright well that's the end of that but anyway <laughs> we gotta hey hey listen listen when we talking about folks who who workload is the exact opposite of mine hard working 24 7 downhill no frills you think of the russell westbrook and russell westbrook is now with the lakers why now, not <laughs> now some people are saying that this makes the lakers the best team in the league the favorite to win it all next year some people are saying this team still can't compete with the nets when healthy some people are saying don't count the bucks out because you still really don't have an answer for Giannis. So I'm going to start off with you, Chris. Where do you think that this trade puts uh, the, the Lakers? I mean, all right. I, and I hate piggybacking off of that. But if you look at the ESPN reports when this trade happened, I was watching it live. And to be honest with you, the last two teams to win the playoffs, the, the championship, NBA championship, the Lakers and the Bucks, and neither team shot the three ball very well at all. Mm-hmm. Like, like the Lakers really struggled with the three ball. KCP came on late, and Danny Green, we still looking for Danny Green. I don't even know where Danny Green is. I, do you know where Danny Green is, kids? Because I know Man, you were. Listen, I've always said the same thing about Danny Green, because people think I hate Danny Green. No, I actually admire him. His desire to beat LeBron, regardless of if he's <laughs> on the same team as him or playing against, it's it's flatly impressive. I've never seen Danny Green have a bad shooting game against any team LeBron was on. I'm just saying. But go ahead. But anyway, so, yeah, so if you think about it, you don't necessarily have to be that good at shooting a three. You can do it. And I think they have enough talent. When you have enough talent on the team, they figure, talent figures it out. Like, you had a bunch of bums on the team, and it's like, okay, you got LeBron, you got a pack of Skittles over here and the Snickers over here, and then you got AD. It's like, I don't know about that. You know what I mean? You're going to get the Nets, the Bucks, the whatever 50 you end up getting for Ben Simmons. They want, they want the half the league for Ben Simmons. But we, we'll talk on that another time another day because I know that gets gives heated. But anyway, um, when you have three players that are all – MVP caliber. AD hasn't won one yet, but he's he's MVP caliber player. He's a top. He's been appreciate a top it, five North. player. I hope I, I hope my side a little better, and I appreciate it, North. Go ahead, go ahead, Chris. But uh, yeah. So he, I mean, AD's a MVP talent. So when you got three players that can win the MVP, they'll figure it out. I mean, they apparently, and I don't like trust the ESPN reports because they done, they done sold us a few times. Apparently, they man at Brian House said they're gonna put their differences aside. And they're gonna make it work. So, and I like this for Brian because minutes should go down a lot more. 
Um, he definitely should be off the ball. Having LeBron on the wing on a fast break is is way worse than having LeBron with the ball in his hand on a fast break. Because you get in front of Brian, you can draw a charge. But now if you can't get in front of Brian because Russ is leading the way and he dropped it back to Brian, you know it's a hammer every time. So at, at that point, there's nothing you really can do. Hey, also, Blanco, apparently they still in play for Buddy Hill. It's not a done deal yet. Buddy Hill is not already moved. They're allegedly in play. I don't know what they're going to give up for him, but. Doesn't Buddy get $24 million a year? Nah, yeah, that's dude. a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. They don't yeah. have the money for that. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Very I true. mean, they'll so, be paying a lot of luxury, a lot of luxury oh yeah. tax. Oh, yeah. But you know what, though? Let's let's be honest. What does luxury tax mean if you're a champion in L.A.? Like, yeah, very true. Like, it, it kind of evens up. Josh, what you thinking, man? What, what do you think <clears throat> this trade puts the Lakers? Um, so <clears throat> initially I was thinking that it was, I mean, of course, like we've all said before, and we see it time after time, talent figures it out. And regardless of his style of play or um, the way he chases after stats or his inconsistency, Westbrook is still um, can easily be a top five point guard in the league, right? Which is what the Lakers needed. So at this point, I think it's just a matter a matter of health. You're looking at somebody like LeBron, who's never had health issues. It was this was kind of like an outlier as far as his health goes. Um, AD may be a big issue when it comes to his health, and Westbrook has never had a lot of health issues with, with outside of his knee not even necessarily being um, a detriment, but just having nagging knee injuries for a few seasons. Um, So I think it's just a matter of the Lakers' health and putting shooting pieces around them to figure it out. Just like uh, Chris was saying, the teams that won the past two championships work great outside outside shooters. They have the potential, but the teams that's gotten down in the paint and, and play physical basketball has a tendency to win championships. Even if you look at before that, Toronto wasn't the highest uh, shooting team. I think Golden State just really changed the narrative on what it took to take to win championships. But if you look outside of that, but that four Golden years span didn't really. I mean, you had KD for two of those years, right? Like other than the years you had KD, y'all were one of one. Like great team, yeah. But like even with them, you had two of the greatest shooters of all time. But I, I think teams are. I think teams are looking at that four year period and saying this is how we play basketball. When you look at any other era of basketball, the team that shot threes at a high clip never won a championship. The Suns never won a championship. Um, once they got out of that, dumped the ball down to Duncan mode, the Spurs stopped winning championships until they retooled their offense and they went and had Kawhi be the primary ball handler and kick the ball out to shooters. So um, I think the I think the Lakers are going to be okay. I think it's just a matter of the pieces to put around them, which we'll talk about later. I'm not happy with the pieces that they put around them if they want to win a championship, but talent figures it out. So um, I think the Lakers will be fine this upcoming season. They're ceiling. We can talk about their ceiling closer to the season. I don't think it's championship at at full health, but we'll talk about about the signings later. I'll tell you this much. I don't think that they, to me, you're ceiling with AD and Bron, even if you do say, pack of Skittles over here, a Hoover with a low battery warning over here, you're still <laughs> looking at a championship potential team just because you got those two players. If they can remain healthy, you got two of the best 10 players in the league. You're going to be in a championship contention with that. I think this raises their floor. When I look at what Westbrook yeah. can do, right, I don't think we've ever seen a situation where Brown was like, I have a super capable playmaker that I can be off ball with regularly. 
outside of maybe his first couple years with the Heat. Like, that's the only time I think. And even then, uh, Dwayne Kyrie. Kyrie, but Kyrie, Kyrie is not the playmaker that Westbrook is. Like, no, not at all. It, it, it's a whole nother level of like court vision and ability to make those passes and willingness to make those passes. So, like you said, LeBron playing off ball is something that like I I mean, it's it's one of those things that people only see on 2K because in real life we've never actually seen like, oh yeah, LeBron's off ball a lot. Oh, that's right. crazy. But him having Westbrook. I don't know. I don't, hey, I don't, I don't know what's what you think. I mean, the only thing that the only detriment that could be here is if you zone up on the Lakers because AD is a player who, while he can step outside and knock down shots at a good clip, he's still a big man. Bron, while he has greatly improved his shooting, he's still not a forty percent guy from deep to where it's like he's a zone buster. You get it to him out that zone, it's over like that. So. I mean, maybe you could zone him up because Westbrook, we've all know about his struggle shooting from outside, but this just raises their floor to me because the the ceiling was always championship. I don't care what you put outside of LeBron and AD. You're, if you tell me both of them are going to have decent health, good health in the playoffs, I'm going to tell you, I bet on them to make the finals. So. Hey, listen, listen, listen. The funny thing is, if, if I'm – Vogel, would you put Brown at the four? Really? I mean, put AD and, at the five, Brown at the four? That's what's being discussed. What's being discussed is uh, LeBron playing more at the four and AD playing more at the five, which in the past, AD has been very hesitant and reluctant to do. But apparently, there's been a change of of, of uh, heart after last season. So, I mean, who knows? And, and, and one last thing on this topic. I know everybody get down on Westbrook because he is shoot like four for twenty eight, four for twenty one. You know what why I does, mean? Why this man say exactly four for twenty one in the chat? Both of y'all, are not, <laughs> y'all are not good people. Y'all are not good people. Or, or it, it, it been times where Russ been five for twenty three, but the thing about Russ is he doesn't lose confidence, and a lot of teams need that. Like when Brown goes to the bench, the the a lot of his teams they don't even get shots up. So when Brown goes to the mid, you know it's somebody going to be out there at least getting shots up. And if he on, it's right. going to be a bad day for the other team. You know what I mean? And and Russ has never played with somebody that was just as good as putting people in spots to score as he is, or if not better. So Brown is going to make Russ a lot better than he, we've seen him before. So, I mean. And, and you know what? I don't think that we've seen Brown or Russ play off ball at a high clip. So, who knows what that'll look like with both of them kind of like, hey, you initiate the play, you initiate the play, you the cutter, you the cutter. Who knows? It could be a very good thing. Or we could see a lot of four for 21 and Brian trying to get other players going when it's like, nah, you need to go ahead and score. So we got to talk about the other side of this trade as well, though, because Washington, Washington, the team, I don't know what just happened with my camera there, but Washington, while people are saying like, oh, they lost this trade, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it seems to be a situation of Bradley Bill is happy. He's not going nowhere. You've added, let's be honest, Washington needed everything. I mean, let's be honest, everything except perimeter scoring, they needed last year. They yep. needed they needed uh, some bigs who could score. They needed intensity. They needed pass. They needed pretty much everything that Kuz is giving you, everything that Trez is giving you, everything that uh, KCP is giving you as far as perimeter scoring and good defense. So is this a situation where the Wizards lost this trade, or is it like where where do the Wizards go from here? What do you think happens with them after this trade? 
Um, I don't think they necessarily lost the trade uh, because losing a trade means you had something in the works that could end up with you winning or having a potential win. And I don't think that that was going to happen with Westbrook and Bradley Bill, even though they had a hot second half and they end up getting uh, the seven seed, correct? They end up getting a seven or eight seed? No, they got the eight seed. No, was, okay. Even yeah. though they ended up getting the eight seed, um, what was the what was what was their thing to go higher from then? It's not like they had some great rookies that was going to transition the roster and Philly and those other pieces. It's not like Washington is a hot spot for a great role player or another starter coming in and fill those pieces. So, um, honestly, I think until he decides he wants to go elsewhere or until they decide they want to go into a full rebuild. I know this doesn't sound ideal from a winner's perspective or from a Washington fan's perspective, but I think that the Wizards' only objective right now is to keep Bradley Bill happy. So if he's going to be your star moving forward and he says he doesn't want to go anywhere, pull him aside and say, hey, what do you need for you to be happy? And if that's just having a fat contract, they already got that done. So That is, that that's tough. That's it it is because like the, the, don't get me wrong, Bat, Bradley Bill is a certified baller, right? Offensively, I think that he is as great of a scorer as he is, and as great of an, an offensive threat as people acknowledge him as being. I still think he's one of the more underrated. Um, he has one of the more underrated offensive games in the league. But with that being said, he's not good enough to where it's like, hey, our only goal is to keep him happy, huh? <laughs> right? <laughs> huh? If you're doing whatever to keep him happy, and that don't mean acquiring superstars, you're putting your ceiling at AC. That's your ceiling. Yeah. You can't get no higher than that. And honestly, I'm not even sure if it's AC with the pieces that they bought in. I think y'all will be in the play-in, sure. Because, like, the NBA now, the way that the NBA is constructed, thank you, Sam Hinkie and, and all the and crew, because now it, everything is like either we're winning or we're blowing it up. And and we're gonna tank and try to get the best out of the draft, but whew, that's a they they in that no man's land. They they are uh uh Portland with dollar store shoes on instead of with a Gucci belt. <laughs> you know they got the, the dollar store flops that look like Nike flops, but they just don't got no logo on them. That, that's uh, what right now. Yike, Yike, Yike slides. That's exactly the, the Yike slides. The Yike slides. <laughs> Chris, where where does this trade leave Washington, man? Huh, I feel like Bradley Bill capping. I, I feel like he really want to go, but he not he he don't want to disrupt the team chemistry what they trying to do over there. And mm-hmm. also, Bradley Bill honestly is the perfect player to have to just keep your team relevant. Like you know what I mean? Like he's not like in Luca's case, Dallas was going to tank and let and, and draft Luca and tank and then just let. But Luca was too good to tank. Like literally, Luca was like. Too good to tank. So they threw the house at Porzingis, right? Bradley Bill is somebody where you can honestly win 12 games and he be your best player. And you you can honestly tank. You can honestly tank and he he be your best player. Mm-hmm. Now, now, I think Bradley Bill, this decision, if he's not, if he's telling the truth and he really wants to stay there, this decision is telling us he's fine with just getting his big contracts and he's fine with not winning a ring because and you know what? As we as sports fans, we look at that like, bro, what's wrong with you? You crazy. But in reality, it's like, hey, bro, I'm gonna make a half a billion dollars and like never have any pressure. 
Like that's the reality. Right, right. He 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 can honestly just do what he loved to do, stress free, and that's what I was getting at. Like he could be stress free and just hoop. Yeah, and it's nothing wrong with that. We need to start normalizing that. Actually, like I mean, stress free. We need to go as far as normalizing it, but uh, I mean, but at the same time, not everybody has the same ambition when it comes to being an athlete. Oh, absolutely. Maybe just not that competitor. Absolutely. But see, and that's the thing, right? Like, do you want that to be the narrative about you? Like, do you want people to be yeah, like... Yeah, you don't even want th- oh, yeah, people to think like, that. He, yeah. he, he, like, he cares a lot, but like, does he though? But but think, like, think of it from this perspective, though. With the way his career is going, and regardless of how great the rest of his career is, it might not bother him because in t- 20 years from now... We might not be talking about Bradley Beal. People that's being born right now, people that's 10 years old right oh, now, absolutely. 20 years from now, they're not going to know who Bradley Beal is. It's he's, great scorers from the 80s, early 90s that nobody ever talks Alex, about. He's going to be the Alex yeah. English of our generation. He's going to be then, a guy that, like, he was a walking bucket, but nobody's like. Anybody that's listening don't know who Alex English is, he averaged 30 for, like, 10 straight seasons. Exactly. And I mean, Bradley Beal averaged 30 last season. Yeah. <laughs> That's the territory Bill is headed to because you never hear, regardless of like, oh, the best player at on the wing, you never hear people talk about, oh, yeah, Alex English. He's one of those guys that, like, I got to think about him. But he was one of the great best scorers in the league for over a decade. <laughs> yeah, so like, I, I know mean, I know hearing it, it might be absurd. But if you look at his skill set, Alex English had, like, a Kevin Durant-type skill set offensively. He didn't have exactly. a length or, or help defense skills, but offensively, it's kind of like Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's, it's a it's a thought. It's a thought. And when we're talking about free agency and, and all these trades and whatnot, we're talking about players who or teams who are trying to change their fortunes and, and figure out what's going on and, and figure out how to get themselves in better positions. And one of the places that that's been done more than ever as of recently, despite the whole super team trend, I mean, building through the draft seems to be the way to go. And with that being said, who are y'all draft winners and losers? Um, Chris, so with the, oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Chris, I'm going to let you start this one, man. I'm going to let you start it off. Who is your draft winner? You know, I think H-Town, Houston, <laughs> we did it. We won the draft. Let me tell y'all what H-Town did. So y'all remember we traded James Harden. Everybody was on Raphael Stone. Like, bro, he got Victor Oladipo, who ultimately left for the Heat. So they end up getting Kelly Olenek and Avery Bradley in four picks and four pick swaps for James Harden. Let me tell you what Raphael Stone turned them four picks into. We got Jalen Green, who arguably was the best offensive player in this draft. People still saying K, but a lot of people are saying K all around is better than Jalen Green, but Jalen Green puts the ball in the basket a little bit better. And I'm okay with that. You know, K could be all around better. Jalen Green could score the ball better. I'm okay with that. K to 6'8". Jalen Green is 6'6". So I, I, I would be fine with K being more all-around player. We don't need Jalen Green to be that. Then, not only that, we end up getting two sleeper picks in the first round. We got the Turkish League MVP. I'm not about to butcher his name. And then we got um, his last name, Christopher. I can't think of his first name. Uh, is it Joshua Christopher? It, it's, J, it, it's, it's a J, J Christopher. I think it's Joshua Christopher. Yeah, yeah. So we got him, and he's a sleeper pick. He was a crazy, crazy, crazy good college player. Um, he got some accolades in college. I don't know him all off the top of my head. I had it, but I don't know him all. And then we got another sleeper pick because we traded in the draft to get OKC's pick, which I don't know why OKC, they got three more picks in while they was picking all their picks. 
Like, let's let's just take a minute to process that. OKC got three more picks while they was picking picks. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that's a haul. You get four first rounders in this deep draft. And you got cap space because Avery Bradley and Kelly Olenek, you didn't pick up those contracts. That's not bad. That's a good young core you can start building a team with. Jalen Green, KPJ, and Chris, Christian Wood Jr. and the Turkish League MVP. Those are four solid players that in five years from now, we look back like, man, hard and left, and we able to do this. Hey, so, J- Jalen Green fit was too trash for me to name them winners. Oh, <laughs> my God. That T-O, man, bro. T-O, that bro. man had on the Boosie Collins 11s. What was going on? He had on bell bottoms in 2021. Anywho, we're not going to go there. Chris, who do you think lost this draft? Who do you look at and you like, what are y'all doing? Who, who hey, is hey, he? Hey, listen, hey, y'all might not have paid attention. I think the Celtics did. But they didn't even have a pick. Mm. The Celtics were the ultimate losers in this draft because this is a lot of players in this draft. I was like, the Celtics could have used him, especially since they have, still haven't got a starting point guard since they traded Kevin Walker. Mm. That's actually Cel- very interesting. I, I'm yeah. like, the Celtics could have used him too. And I'm gonna tell you what, when we when we talk about when we get to talking about free agency, you're absolutely right because they haven't won. Any decent names in free They haven't done anything position. other than trade Kimball Walker and gave OKC more picks. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. And got Al Warford big old contract back. Ooh. So Ooh. I don't know. I, I don't know what the Celtics were doing. Um Brad I Stevens failing forward. I love to see it. I, I love tia, to see tia, it. Tia, Any tia, opportunity tia, to slander tia, Brad tia, Stevens. Tia. I'm on it's still early. It's still early, and they still got. <laughs> The Celtics, honestly, to me, still have the best trade pieces. You're not going to get better than Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. When you can yeah. offer that in a trade package, yeah. you're not going to get better. Like, if, if Portland really wants some value back, you get Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. Your team, both teams winning that deal. You get what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you keep Dame happy, extend that window to keep him a little longer. And, you know. You know, you get CJ McCullum and Nurkic over there in Boston, both teams is better. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Josh, who are your winners and losers in the draft, man? All right, so I actually got a few. Um, I'm going to be agreeing with Chris where for the winners I have the Rockets and losers I have the Celtics. But to add on to that, uh, winners, Gibbs, I'm going to leave this for you because I know you're going to go a little more in-depth to it. Um, Pistons were winners. Pistons were winners. I know we were living in the universe to where – Kate Cunningham was the consensus number one pick, and we got all of these reports. <laughs> we got all of these reports where <laughs> Kate may or may not be going to the Pistons, Pistons shopping to pick around. We have somebody I gotta say this. Go ahead. I gotta say this. I'm just glad the Cavs didn't have the first pick. Because oh. you know they would have sold that. Oh, you know the Cavs would have oh, sold that. Thank you. Lord. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. They would have sold. They would have they would have been like, we gonna take. The eighth man in the Australia League. Eighth man? <laughs> Who? What? Uh-huh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, so I'll, I'll let Gibbs go a little bit more in depth to that. But um, they, they got the picks they were supposed to get. And there's some players that might have flew under the radar just because just because of their age and um, their athleticism. But I still think they could be productive players in the league. Like, for example, if you look at the Luka pick in the second round, it's not a high risk pick because if you look at his ceiling and his skill set, I think um you can compare him. If he reached his ceiling, he could be like a Brad Miller. 
and I know a lot of people that hear that name like casually might be like, you, that's not going to change anything. But he was a solid player, and I believe Brad Miller was also a two-time All-Star, and he had a good skill set. I'm gonna tell you this. I, I think it's a little higher than that, but I'll, I'll get into it later. I'll get into it. I mean, I mean, for a second rounder, two time All Star, right? Two time All Star. That's how I feel. Pretty good. I'm, I, I'm gonna tell you. I I see Mark Gasol written all over. I see Mark Gasol written all over this. Mark Gasol was a second round pick. Yeah, am I correct? Yeah, Mark Gasol was a second round pick. Yeah. I, I I like it, Gibbs. I like. I see what you did there. I like it, but. Uh, I gotta see him in the NBA. I gotta he see has he has a most he has a more developed post bag and long range shot coming in than Mark Gasol had. Mark Gasol is naturally a little taller and a little more bulky than him, but offensively he has a better bag than Mark Gasol had coming in. It's how it develops mm-hmm. going forward that I think is going to be important. Who are your losers, Josh? Um, I actually have one more winner because I know Chris Hardy oh, went oh, in depth oh, on the Rockets. Okay. So I'm going to let you go in depth on the uh, uh, Pistons. My winner is Golden State. Regardless yeah. of what happens in this offseason, if they ever to, you know, get another pick in there, I mean, not another, if they're able to pick somebody up through free agency, if they're able to get a trade in there, um, they got two players, which I honestly think should have went higher. They drafted Jonathan Kaminga. If you look at my personal draft board, I had him at number three. Um, my NBA comparison to him is kind of like an Antoine Jameson, and I know that the Warriors are in desperate need of, of defense. But he has a little bit of length to him. You can teach him some defensive skills. But offensively, I think he has a great, like, on-the-block kind of old-school mid-range game that would be good for Golden State when players go to the bench or they kind of need a, a quick bucket um, to kickstart their offense. I think that's great for them. And then also down at number 14, they picked up uh, Moses Moody, which if you look at Golden it's State's – scheme i think moses moody fits their team he's like the consummate three and d player so if you look at the players that's been in golden state trying to fill out this roster whether it's been uh harrison barnes them going back and getting matt barnes them getting andrew wiggins i think through all of those players that they've been wanting to play at the three position i actually think moses moody is the one that fills in those boxes of what golden state needs for sure for sure i i can actually agree he I'm going to tell you this much. We probably are not going to see a more committed defender right off back with yeah. the physical abilities. He's like, what, six, seven with a seven-foot wingspan? Hey, yep. he remind me He remind me a lot of Jonathan Isaac if he was a little bit taller. He, he got mm-hmm. Jonathan Isaac all over him. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. And who do you think are the losers in this draft? Uh, losers, I was able to pick out too. Like I said, I'm agreeing with Chris on that one as far as Boston goes, because Boston needs a, a another piece on their team desperately because they were right on that cusp of like if you listen to this show at the start of you know last off off at the end of last off season, we were talking about uh, the Celtics potentially being in the finals, and I think this is a strike while the iron is hot kind of situation because at this point the Celtics are doing nothing but getting worse, and they desperately need to make a move. But um, one uh, loser that I have is um, is uh, Toronto. I know mm. a lot of people were high on Scotty Barnes, mm. but I think that Scotty Barnes was a little high to take at number four. I think if you had Jalen Suggs and Jonathan Kaminga both on the draft board, especially Jalen Suggs, considering the plan was to get rid of Laurie. Laurie is gone. You're moving in this new direction. Yeah, you need I somebody to feed the ball to Siakam. Jalen Suggs is that guard that you need on your team to, to push you into the future. Even with Vliet, if with Van Vliet, that was perfect. Exactly. E- even if, even if, um, Siakam. Yeah. No, I'm saying even if uh, 
Jalen Suggs is not this great all-star or anything like that. I think that his ceiling is like a Chauncey Billups, which is essential to any championship team. He can, you know, make a couple of all-star teams, but I think he has that court vision and that leadership and that skill set that is is perfect for Toronto, especially if you're trying to feed Siakam the ball and he's supposed to be their star going forward. Uh, first of all, I don't know why we talk about Siakam as if he's a star. Like let's, that, let's that's how Toronto is treating I'm him. Saying, so if yeah, they're treating him that yeah. way, somebody needs to give him the ball. Hey, listen, we've seen what happens when they try to give Spicy P the ball and get real blended. That man is spinning top down <laughs> there in them, them clutch situations. <laughs> hey, hey, that man hey. down there doing the whoever <laughs> offense. Every time, every time, every time I, I think of Siaka, bro, I can't help but think about that time Tatum sold Gibbs, bro. Because it, it was a bet. Gibbs bet. I got to tell the audience one more time again. I won't bring it up no more. I'm disgusted. It was a, it was a hey, bet. let me tell you. Let me tell you, you can tell as much as you want because this was the moment I realized betting wasn't for me. And go. <laughs> Listen, Gibbs thought, Jason Taylor, it was a bet that they did, a promo they did, right, Gibbs? Yeah, and it, it was like... They gave 50% free and they gave an extra uh, 50% on this specific bet. Yeah, so mm-hmm. so they gave extra odds and it was 50% off the bet. And Jason Tatum outscored Siaku and Embiid. And Gibbs was like, oh, I'm not worried about Siakam at all. And then Embiid went to the locker room. Gibbs was so happy. He was like, I'm about to cash. I'm about to cash. And then Tatum said, what you say? No, no, no. The, the, bet, was, the bet was that uh, they would both have more points than uh, than um, uh, Embiid. They would yeah, have, yeah, yeah. Embiid. That's what I'm saying. Embiid went to the locker room and then Gibbs was like, oh, money in the bank. Yeah. Then here come in B, like the Undertaker coming out the locker room. And, got- <laughs> and listen, I'm not going to lie. Tatum did his part that night. Tatum did his part to get me where I need to be. I need to see Occam to get like 15. Bro ended with nine. I said, yo. <laughs> yo. How did bro go to the locker room, come back and do more? That was a very, I'm glad that it happened while I'm still like kind of broke right now because that was the moment where I realized betting ain't for me. And that's all right. That's okay. That's that's okay. So my winner, I'm I'm sorry. I don't care if y'all say I'm biased. I don't care if y'all say I'm a homer. The Pistons could have very possibly changed the fortunes of their franchise in this draft. Let me tell you why. They got... And, and I'm going to work from the backward. I'm going to work from the bottom and start my way up here. Number one, they get a center out of Florida State that is a seven-footer who is a rim protector with one of your last picks in this draft. First of all, people underestimate how important having a big who can just protect the rim and rim run and get rebounds is in today's right. game. If your big can do those three things, you are immensely valuable. And we watched this young man. I'm telling you, as somebody who has covered the ACC, this young man can, I don't know about the rim running, his rebounding, once he bulks up and as he gets more dedicated to it, I think he'll be very good at that. But he's a good rim protector already. And then when I look at uh, Luca Garza, this man is a back-to-back NCAA player of the year. The back-to-back now. This man has been the best player in the NCAA twice. Granted, he has a low-to-the-ground game. He is not super explosive. And, I mean, his arms are kind of short for a guy who's 6'11". But he's immensely skilled. And he reminds me of uh, 
I, I don't want to say I'm gonna say it. Like I said, the the he gives me Paul Gasol type vibes, but his ceiling is like Kevin Love in Minnesota. Like that's his absolute ceiling. I think ceiling. If he maxes out, I don't think he can get better than that. But I think that's darn good. I don't think that's asking for thirty and thirty. But yeah. that's what I'm. No, 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 no. Listen, I'm not saying thirty and thirty, Kevin Love. I'm saying like if he give you like twenty and ten, I could see that out of Luca. I wouldn't be surprised if he if he turned into that one day. And then to not, if a lot of people say they're like, oh, it's easy to not mess up the number one pick, Anthony Bennett. How about that? <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. you can say it's easy to not make Hey, but who drafted Anthony Bennett, by the way? You know the crazy thing, though? It's not a lot of, like, like y'all have seen on the show when we talk about college football and other college athletics. I'm not always, like, tapped in. But I generally, I, I keep up on a lot of high school basketball, actually. And then at a certain point, and we just got our first rate. Thank you for that ring. Um... When when we talk about our like athletics, I keep a lot with high school basketball, and then I follow a lot of the players that I fall in love with up to college. Right, I remember when that draft happened, and they drafted Anthony Bennett. I had no idea. I've never heard of that person in my life. And listen, here's the thing: I watched him at UNLV, and I knew that he wasn't it because whenever you watch a game, you should not have to ask. Wait, who's the star? Like, if it's the number one pick, you should just see it, bro. I promise you. I'm, I'm not going to lie to y'all and say I'm, like, the greatest, most experienced talent evaluator the world has ever seen. I have watched enough sports to know, like, regardless of the sport, if there's a star on the court, on the field, on the ice, it's very apparent to me very quickly. Like, oh, that's that's the guy. I watched Austin Matthews play. This is hockey now. I'm not the hockey aficionado. I watched him play for all of, like, three minutes, and I was like, Oh, he's that's the guy that's gonna be the number one pick. And my friend who watched hockey as well was like, Yeah, how'd you know? I'm like, you could tell it's there. With right. him, I saw nothing. But anyway, my loser for this draft. Oh, that's easy money. That is let me tell you something. These Minnesota Timberwolves don't want to win. They, don't, <laughs> they have like no if, ands, or buts about it. They ain't thinking about winning. <laughs> they, it, I don't know what's going on with them that where they like, you know what? I'm cool with losing for forever. I'm a waste cat. And I'm just happy you ain't say the Kings, bro, because you know you oh, no, rant about listen, the Kings. Listen, here's the thing. I think that the Kings, it's a wait and see type of deal. I think that they got some players. Mm, I could be wrong. I could the 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 Timberwolves, nothing. Nothing. I I don't understand anything about what they did in this draft. I I, I mean what they did in this draft. I I genuinely I don't get it. I don't like I don't were they counting on undrafted free agents or something like that? Like I don't I I'm trying to figure out like, okay, wait a minute. So did they even have a pick in the first round? I'm pretty sure they didn't. And they moved pieces to get a second round pick to clear up cap space, but still haven't got nobody in free agency? Huh? <laughs> what what are y'all doing? Like, bro, I I'm telling you something. If I was cat. He don't waited too long, if you ask me. Because these new boys, I'll tell you, these new boys do not care. Zion is already asking out. Luca is already reports are starting that he won't out. Right. If I'm cat, let me out of here, man. Get me. 
Give uh, they did just things, get they bro. did just get the number one pick at um what's the name? I can't think of his name right now. He rapping now. Y'all know who I'm talking about. The last year's number one pick. I, well, I can't think of his name right now. Anthony Edwards. Anthony yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, and they I, got D, they, they got D-Lo still under contract. So that's what I'm saying. I don't listen. I don't mind their actual roster as it's constructed now. I get that. But when you have young players, either you need to add on the young players or bring in really good vets. They've done neither. They they just yeah. were like, yeah, we only won like 20 games last year. Ah, they'll get older and better, <laughs> huh? Bro, no, you got to, you go get some people. I don't think they ever got Cat a mentor over there. Like, you know how most players, when they about to take the torch over, even LeBron, even, you know, even he had older guys there, like Larry Hughes and stuff like that, where they took, they took him under his wing and showed him like what he has to do to be the leader. You know what I mean? Exactly. They haven't done none minimum, of that. At bare minimum, you need some old heads that's going to like hate on you to make you that much better. Because Darius Miles... He earned his spot <laughs> in the play of Hayden's ball. I want people to go back and look at Darius Miles' interviews from that year. That man did not have a good word to say about LeBron to like 20 games in the season when he was like, all right, man, I guess he just style with that. And, and, and Blanco, yes, they had KG one year, but K, uh, y'all don't know the story. If you don't know the story, I know Gibbs do because I think Gibbs the one that told me the story. <sighs> Cat was working out with KG, and KG called him for a workout, and Cat was trying to dodge him, basically. And, and he was like, KG was like, I'm done. I'm done with him. I, I, I don't want to see him no more. I, I, I don't know. I'm done with him. I'm done with him. So. Yeah, it, it did not take much to have KG like, get this bum out of my face, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, and again, Cat is my guy. I love me some Cat. Me I, too. Me I too. I have said for forever, if Cat had like a smidge of Kobe's mentality, he would already be like people would be having discussions about like, yo, are we, are are we now in a new era of big men where like we can run the game out of the post? But he doesn't. Bro, he twenty seven and thirteen. He, he twenty seven and thirteen, and he doesn't win. Like. And that's the thing. And that's the thing. He's twenty seven and thirteen, but he has another level he can go to. Bro, that's the scary part. It's it's like scary. like he's boogie two point Exactly, and he's got a better shot and a better post bag. And longer arms, sir. And he go don't get text. And he go don't block. get text. Exactly. Just go block the shot. <laughs> I'll tell you why he don't get text. That man don't care. He, oh, the ref made a bad call? Mm, all right. Whatever, man. Uh, we Kat, down it's, 20. It's, 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 uh, I was about to say, hey, Kat, bro, get, hey, come here real quick. Get a check, man. I was finna say a word that I should not say on this show. My guy, get a tech. Go get mad about something. But anywho, yeah, I don't understand what they were doing. But... When we talk about the draft winners and losers, of course, the free agency bit comes into it. And we're just going to go over all of the big, big, big signings that have happened so far. Of course, Steph Reese up. It's Steph. I mean, they got bird rights to him. He got 215 for four, so he's good there. Trey Young, 170 for four with a player option on top of it. Chris Paul, 120 mil to the Suns for three years. Wait, what? I'm sorry. The Suns paid Chris Paul 120 mil. Did I read that correctly? Yeah, yeah, you didn't. You didn't know. I didn't read that right. I, hold on, bro. I thought I was supposed to be older <laughs> when I needed reading classes. <laughs> the Suns paid. They paid Chris Paul 40. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm gonna keep reading these. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Kyle Lowry gets 90 for Miami over over three. Correct? Is that yep. over three? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Duncan Robinson gets 90 over three as well, or is his over not? Nah. It is over five. Okay. I think. Oh, 90 over five. That makes that one a lot more palatable. Because right. before I was like, oh, Jesus. 
And Jimmy, with Jimmy Butler re-upping too, we ain't add that to the run out, but Jimmy Butler re-up with Miami since we talking about Miami too for the yeah. super max. So Okay, they, all right. But Jimmy Butler makes sense there. Lonzo gets 85 for three years with the Bulls, correct? Yeah. Evan Fournier, 78 for four years with the Knicks. Mike Conley, three years, 68 mil. Uh Gary Trent Jr. Did he re-up with the uh Trailblazers? No, he or, no, he he with the Raptors. Raptors. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, they traded him. They traded him. Right, right, right. Okay, Gary Trent Jr. re's up with the Raptors for 54 million. Devontae Graham, get paid, young man. Get paid. Four years, 47 mil with the Pels. D mil, I mean D Rose, uh 43 mil for three years back with the uh Knicks. <sighs> this one hurts my spirit to read. Alec Caruso, Alex Caruso, four years, 37 million for the Bulls now. I'm, I'm going to stop right here for a second because we were joking about this before we came on air. Alex Caruso's first contract in the NBA was for 50K a year with the Thunder. Yeah. That man could not go to Ruth Chris. Like, I need y'all <laughs> to understand that right now. They said, hey, bro, we having a post-game meal. Work? Um, where are we, we going to in and out We going to Whataburger? Nah, bro, we, we going to Perry's. Perry's Steakhouse? Yeah, yeah, I'm a hey, rain check, but I'll see y'all tomorrow at practice, bro. You know what I mean? I gotta, <laughs> hey, Alice, come on, man. I got to go watch some game film, actually. You don't lie, man. You ain't about to watch no game film, bro. You is hungry. Anyway, uh, Kelly Olenek, three years, 37 mil with the Pistons. Daniel Tice, 36 mil over, not, over four years. I'm sorry. Reggie Bullock, three years, 30 million with the Mavs. Get Luca out of there. Free Luca. Um, and that's pretty much <laughs> We got Zach Collins to the Spurs, three years, 22 mil. <laughs> you better read about Zach Collins. You better read. That's my boy. <laughs> and I'm like, nobody care about the Dwight Howard. Uh, is that Trevor Ariza? Yep. Dwight Howard, yeah. Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza and Wayne Ellington all signed one year to the Lakers. I'm not reading that last one. I don't care. I'm not doing it. <laughs> please, please. Nicholas Batum reads up with the Clippers for two more years. All right. I'm glad we got that. <laughs> so. Um, who do y'all think? Oh, PJ Tucker to the Heat as well. Um, and and so with these signs, who do y'all think has done a good job of winning offseason? And we know there's still some time left, but just in the first day of free agency, who do y'all think, like, hey, you did what you need to do, you secured the players you need to secure, and who do y'all think that money was burning a hole in their pocket? They said. <laughs> Okay, how much it cap? Hey, hey you missed one. Hold on, hold on. I gotta announce this one. You, you can't skip up. Evan Fourier got seventy-eight million with the Knicks. I need y'all to hear me. Evan Fournier. They saw him drop that twenty-eight in the Olympics and said, "I need that guy. I need that guy. I need him. I need. I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted. I'm anything. Who do y'all think?" They they got paid enough. They got paid what they should have got paid. And who do y'all think? Who are on this list? Are you looking at like, bro? What I need to get in the gym because they just giving anybody money. Who 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 gives you those vibes? I mean, it's definitely some people on this list that earn the money that they got. But as far as the teams that's signing them, I think it's a lot of teams on here that was just looking to spend some money or say, hey, we got a player to make their fan base happy or to like convince themselves that they were doing something because there's a lot of signings on here that don't make sense. Some re-signs made sense. Steph getting that amount of money, he earned it. Trey Young made it to the conference finals. He earned it. Um 
I think Lonzo deserves that money, but I don't think the right team signed him in order in 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 terms of his success or team success. And I think there's a lot of other players on here who, you know, they might have earned that money, but I don't think a lot of teams made anything that would necessarily shake up free agency when it comes to these first day signings. Mm, mm, okay. That's that's a real diplomatic answer right there. That's a real I, I mean, if we if we can go deeper, why are you paying Chris Paul thirty million dollars a year? There you go. That's what I want to hear. You you do you, do you do you want to get better? I mean, you restructured this contract, so you freed up fourteen million. But what role players are you going to get that's going to compete against a healthy Golden State and a healthy Lakers team with with fourteen million dollars? Uh, healthy Nuggets team who had the MVP. <coughs> I'm bad. I dealt the, sun, you know, the, the, the sun. The sun should have took that. The sun should have took this opportunity. I don't know why you paying uh, somebody that's almost forty years old. You paying them uh, one hundred and twenty over four years. I have. I have no what. idea. I'll tell you what. Chris Paul is in his Emmitt Smith season with the Cardinals, where he like. I'm not worth it, but if y'all gonna pay me this much, <laughs> I'm gonna take it. What, what did the Miami Heat do last year? How is signing Kyle Lowry to $90 million supposed to change anything about what just happened in the playoffs? Well, I mean, especially with, with letting Gordon Dragic walk as well. Like Kyle Lowry's still 17 and 7, dog, man. I'm but, a, I'm a, but is Kyle Lowry a definite upgrade from Gorn to where you're like, oh, no, yeah, they, they're about, they, they about the same player. But would you rather play Dragic or Lowry? Because one ain't going to play defense, the other one will. I mean, yeah, he gonna play defense, but I don't. I, I at the end of the day, to me, continuity is worth a lot. Even if it is a first round exit last year, I'm not sure that like, oh, we're gonna bring in Kyle for the next three years. Though you got Lowry, Duncan, Jimmy, and Bam all locked. Man, Duncan Robs. You know what? I'm not even gonna say none. Um, if you look at a player like wait, 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 one more, one more, one more. If you look at a player like Lonzo, which I'm glad he got paid. I think Lonzo deserves that money, honestly. If you Hold look on. at that. Well, Norman <laughs> Paul just got 90 million to the Blazers. Dame out of there. Dame is gone. Dame is gone. <laughs> Norman Paul just got 90 over five. He's 32, oh, ain't he? Oh, How old is Norman Powell? Let me see. Bro, he just got 90 million. Norman Powell? No, Norman Powell 29. Uh, but five years, though? For 90 million? Five uh, years. I mean, I well, okay. The only the only defense of that that I can see for the Blazers. It I'm lying. There's no defense. You pay him 20 <laughs> over. Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. Hear me out. Hear me out. I guess they figure he's still going to be serviceable later in his career. And you know the new TV deal about to hit. And you know that the new TV deal is like a bean to a regular person. Like, you start seeing things <laughs> Like, everything, what was once a Supermax is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to throw that to Timothy Mozgov. Like, that's what happens when new TV money drops. And I'm... I guess that's what they betting on because nothing else about that makes sense. But but really quick, my last point here is um, I think we can both agree that it, uh, even though it's varying difficulties of uh, I don't necessarily want to say skill set or confidence, but LaMelo and Lonzo, their brothers, they have essentially the same skill set on the basketball floor, the same approach to the game. Correct. Yeah, 
Yeah, more or less. I think Lamelo is a little more aggressive when it comes to scoring. Right, right. I think they're. I think the way they approach it or their mentality is different. But I think at the core of it, their skill set or the oh, way yeah, they yeah. play Very basketball similar. is the same. Very similar. Right. Yeah, Lamelo better um, to me, but yeah, Lamelo is better. Lamelo is better. But Lonzo was great at getting players involved, and if you look at what he made the Pelicans great at last year, is getting them easy opportunities at the rim, under the rim, and then as he developed his shot, that created more opportunities for him to pass the ball inside. I'm trying to figure out how, unless they come come out with a completely new offense or change their, their scheme or the mentality of these players, how putting Lonzo on a roster full of players who are below average three-point shooters and are allergic to attacking the rim, how Lonzo was supposed to orchestrate that offense and make that team better. I didn't get that one either because you got Kobe White too. And Kobe White is not no slump, like no slug. Like Kobe White actually had a solid year. And Billy Donovan is the coach. So, I mean... I so wait, is, is Lloyd Marketing coming back for them? No, no, no. He got traded. I think so. He, oh, it was yeah, a sign of trade. It was oh, a sign of trade. So he's going to Pelicans and Devontae Graham is going to no, he's going to Charlotte. Devontae Graham is going to the Pelicans. Ooh, Laurie Markin and Charlotte is gonna be nice, low key. I, I'm very concerned about the Bulls, but you know yeah. what? As a Pistons fan, I'm very happy for them. Keep it, keep it up. <laughs> keep it up, man. Keep up what you're doing. I'm very excited that you all are doing what you're doing in free agency. You're doing what you're doing in the draft bulls. Keep hope alive, bros. Keep fighting. Keep keep it up. Chris, what's going on, man? Who who you got that's who you got that because we're gonna slander some folks today. This is gonna be a very slanderous episode. Listen, you know, listen. But who you listen. got that earned their money that you like? This makes sense. Listen, bro. Okay. New York. I don't know what y'all was on, bro. It's the first day of free agency, bro. It's the first day of free agency. Y'all done already gave out $150 million, bro. This is how y'all supposed to start off. So I'm going to start it off like this. You gave out $150 million, and it ain't even been 24 hours of free agency left. I'm going to breathe for a minute. Hey, I'm going to breathe for a minute. You know when you when you saw somebody that got the stemmy and immediately they was at uh, the, the juicy crab every day. <laughs> hey, listen, listen, juicy crab boy. Listen, listen, listen. It's been six hours for free agency. Six, six, and y'all done gave out one hundred and fifty m's. Oh my god! Oh my god! And not none of them was all stars. Whew. You that you know what? Derrick Rose, the only one that was an all star a while ago, but none of them. Evan Fourier, seventy eight. I almost went to the gym when I saw that alert. <laughs> Lord Jesus, Lord. come on, New York, the mecca of basketball. Y'all didn't even try to go get Kyle Lowry and DeRozan. If you add Kyle Lowry and DeRozan to your team from last year, you might beat the Hawks. You might beat the Hawks. Those are two veteran guards. The Rosen is a playmaker now. Lowry's a playmaker now. Julius Randle don't need the ball in the playoffs. And now who he gonna throw the ball to? Evan Fournier. (sighs) That Fritz, that Fritz 28 points. He went 11 for 28 to get the 28 points. In that USA game, by the way. I know y'all saw 28 and said, here's 178 million. But y'all didn't look at his box score for it. He went 11 for 28. Whew. New York, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yes, you signed D-Rose back because Tibbs love them knees. Tibbs loves those knees. Like, he can't leave them knees alone. 
Pause. Pause. <laughs> but, 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 I, I just don't get it, New York. It's so, like, you didn't make a move at CJ. You know, Portland, they probably going to have to trade Dame after I just heard this news. You didn't make a move there. If Dame going to go anywhere, it wasn't going to be the Lakers or the Nets. So, you was oh. next in line for the big market. Miami yeah. don't got the money for him. Y'all gave up 150 M six hours, seven hours now into free agency. You made a solid point because with a lot of disgruntled players out there on the market, I don't understand why you don't just sit on that money. It's not like Bro. you re- resign the players that hope you get to where you got last year and just leave that money. It's not like the players that y'all signed were like hot commodities. I got to get them. Day Listen, one. they 15 to free agency. They were still going to be there. All they had to do was sign back D Rose and Mitchell Robinson. Those are the only two guys that they didn't have on the book. You could let yeah. Reggie Bullock walk like he did because you're not giving him thirty million because you want to get four eight seventy eight. To me, to me, this feels like the the Knicks was literally like, "Hey, bro, name your price, name your price, and like we'll rock huh. with it." And the huh. agents were saying ridiculous numbers like just to throw a feeler out there, and they were like, "Done." <laughs> You said they got the okay. skinny. It was that juicy hey. crab every day. Okay, I got now. I got to touch on this next one. <laughs> Chicago, <laughs> Chicago. Alice <laughs> Caruso made less money than me his first three years in the league. <laughs> his first three, and you said thirty-seven M's. Hey, listen, they must really hate Tom Sadoransky. They must really hate that guy. <laughs> listen, like, what? 37 M's and you got Kobe White? Hey, And you saw Lonzo two hours before that? So you had time to think about it. We gave Lonzo a little bit too much money. But let's go get the rest of Carlos Caruso. That's what they said. They said, let's go get the rest of Alex Caruso. You know, the, the thing that confuses me the most about somebody, like, all right, the Knicks... Y'all ain't really tasted no success for real. And like last year, got y'all like a little too thirsty to like, oh, we gotta make moves to make it happen again. Sure, whatever. The Bulls, y'all didn't get better for real. Like y'all did not get like leaps and bounds better than y'all were last. You year. lost Laurie and added two guards that one starts and sat on the bench for a minute. And the and other one, and Lonzo I, walked 10 feet, he gets injured, and you gave him 80 million. Hey, listen, I like Vooch a lot. I like Vooch a lot. You are not going to have Vooch be your only big with what? What's his name? F- Feliciano? Is that uh, uh, Carlos Christian? Car- Christian Feliciano? Uh, Christian, yeah, Christian Feliciano. Yeah. You is not finna have Vooch and Christian Feliciano and be out here winning games, dog. Listen, listen, that is listen. Not a recipe for success. <laughs> Y'all gave, look, look, Rich Paul called about Lonzo. They said, oh, this Rich. Oh, oh they said, quiet down. It's Rich Paul. Hello? Rich Paul said, Lonzo want to come there. How much y'all got? How much he want? 90? 85? 90? 85. All right, I'll do 85. Three, two, four years? Look, four years? Three years. Five? Three. Five? Three. All right, three, three. You got three. You got three. You got three. And Rich Paul was like, all right, I'll call y'all back. And he hung up. He hung up. He, like, come on, man. All I'm saying, all come I'm on, saying man. is, all I'm saying is, you know, this free agency really, I mean, shout out to Rich Paul. Because, like, <laughs> this, this man, you know, they talk about 
uh, him not having a degree all the time. This man has a degree in finesseology 101. <laughs> the only the only team that I say really did what they're supposed to do this this free agency and and they re they got Mike Conley on a cheaper deal and that's the Jazz. They got Mike Conley three years, sixty eight million. Which if Mike Conley played in the playoffs, those those games against the Clippers without Kawhi. They would have won that. They would have won that series. Right. Like, let's be honest. Like Mike Conley would have made a big difference. He's still a three and D guy, and he was the glue guy that Donovan Mitchell needed to get the ball out of his hands a little bit sometime. You know, if, you, if you are the Jazz, what do you do with that money though? Because honestly, if you look at the roster, I don't think the Jazz really have any holes uh, in their roster. Well, well, but no, they don't have a power forward though, like that. They they really that, don't. That's the beautiful thing in being in a position where the Jazz are, right? They're yes. in a position you, you, you can wait they now. can sit exactly. They don't have to go out there and be like, You didn't have hey, to spend 150 million in three in, in six hours. <laughs> because if 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 Donovan Mitchell is healthy, right? I think we can all agree that series with the Clippers probably goes the other way. Like right. the Clippers had problems with him out there on one leg. So like if healthy, you're looking at a different situations. And Mike Colley didn't play. So I exactly. I 100 percent agree that Jazz did what they were supposed to do. Um, Miami, can we talk for a second? Uh, what's going on? Was it? D- don't get me wrong. The three ball is immensely valuable, and Duncan Robinson is one of the best in the game at ninety. Um, huh? And you had his birthrights. Ninety. I don't. Ninety. For Duncan, that's ninety. I can see seventy. I can see seventy. Listen, I, again. Y'all could call us to play a haters ball right now, but somebody got to make sense of 90 to Duncan Robinson. Like, like, bro, what? Okay, whatever. And then uh, Kyle Lowry getting all that money. But, like, y'all not going. So you would pay him 90, but not Goran Dragic that money. Because I know Goran Dragic is not asking for more than 90. He is not asking for 100 at this point in his career. I know that. I know Unless, unless the Bulls are talking to him, then he might be trying to get a hundred. But, but if there's no, there's no way under God's green earth that man is asking for a hundred. And y'all was just like, mm, you were the problem, Gorn. Get out of town, huh? Okay, sure. And uh, my last, that again, the Heat. They they did a lot of signs. I hate to be this guy, and everybody gonna say it's only because I rock with LeBron like that, but. I mean, the Lakers kind of did what they were supposed to do. They got three good veterans on the cheap, on the cheap. They didn't. Well, they can't. They the can't pay mo. They can't pay nobody more than five million. So everybody but get. But that's cheap. my point. <laughs> but that's but that's my point though. Y'all are getting quality players that fill holes on the cheap. You get rid of Montrez and you trade that off for Dwight. With the way your team is constructed, Dwight is the better option. He's the guy that you're like. Yeah, it makes sense there. You lose Caruso, but you get a Wayne Ellington. I think that Caruso is better defensively, three-point shooting. They about the same guy. Wayne Ellington might be a little better. I don't think Caruso brings too much outside of that. Like, yes, he's a white guy that dunks every other game. Ooh. But, like, I don't think that there's that much there to be like, oh, man, we lost Caruso. I can't believe it. And then you, you go cools for a reason. Again, with this roster, I think that Kuz's ceiling is much higher than the Reese's ever was. I think that Kuz is going to be good in Washington, and he's going to probably put up like 26. Uh, 17, 17. 17. I, listen, 
17, 17. Listen, I'm not talking next year. I'm talking about his ceiling. I'm talking about him playing his best, the best ball of his life. I think he gets to 27 and like four. I think you do it. Speaking of the Lakers, speaking of that, they just signed Kim Bazemore. That's y'all favorite. That's y'all favorite, Kim Bazemore. Yeah, go ahead. Keep telling us about what the Lakers did, Gibbs. Go ahead and tell us what the Lakers did. But you know what? But you know what? But you know what? Like you said, they ain't paying them more than five mil, are they? All right, then. I think that's because Russ, Russ is getting 44. That's why. That's Somebody. why. <laughs> oh, okay. And, and and let me tell you this. You think Russ ain't gonna take a restructure? If they if they go get close to a chip and they're like, hey Russ, if you let us free up some bread off your contract. No, I think this we, is last year in Russ deal. This is the last year anyway. So he you know. even better. Even man, listen. <laughs> right. That's an ideal situation, if you ask me. So that's a good problem to have. Watch this. Watch this. You would rather have Fournier on 78? Is that is that a problem? I just problem? had a whole rant about Fournier. Exactly. I know I know you not exactly. asking me. I know you exactly. Not. And, and at the end of the day, a lot of these, the only it's a few signers that make sense here. Zach Collins, three years, 22. That makes sense. Reggie Bullock. Thank you for him. you know, thank you for that one. The mouse <laughs> paying that man 10 a year. Luca is gonna have a free me shirt on by <laughs> like the the season start when in September they gave Tim Hard- they gave Tim Hardaway seventy five. Listen, Tim Hardaway makes sense. He earned it, yeah. But but Reggie Bullock getting tit. Yeah. So if the season started September, I give it by maybe Halloween, and uh, that man is gonna have on the free me shirt. He gonna have on a prisoner with some shackles outfit on Halloween, <laughs> and everybody gonna be like, "Oh, it's a funny joke, Luca." And he gonna say, "Slovenian, I'm in prison here." This is jail. <laughs> this is jail. So, I mean, I, that's that's my thoughts there. But anywho, we're going to let y'all get on out of here, man, because we, I know y'all tired of us talking about who deserved to get the bread and who didn't and all the stuff that happened during free agency. But we're going to keep coming at you all summer long, man, all summer, and we're going to be right back. Football season right around the corner. The Little League World Series going on. That means that all the camp is starting for football. So, we, come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah, I know.